You know what, Sam? What? It's time for the Hurricanes to come home. Yes, it is. Coming to you from the heart of Canes country, this is the Caniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes. Hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Caniac Report. And uh, Sam, uh, after a disappointing loss at the start of this road trip, uh, Canes bounced back. They got a win against both Minnesota and Columbus. And uh, those are two good wins. I thought uh, the win against Minnesota was a little bit more impressive than Columbus because we know Columbus is not that good of a team. This season, at least. Yeah, so you know you'll take you'll take the win where you can get it. Uh, I think we said four out of six points was ideal, and we got four out of six. Yep, they did, and uh, I, I think that is a successful road trip. And we'll go through the Minnesota and Columbus game um, after we get to some news here. Uh, first things first with podcast news, we do have a great sponsor with SeatGeek. You get 20% off of your first purchase with SeatGeek when you use promo code Caniac Report. All one word it is a great deal. I would use it. Um, again, you don't have to just use it for hurricane games, but for any events at PNC or other venues as well. Uh, another area um that we have is uh do- is that we have a link for donations uh you can find it in every description of our episodes and if you feel like you want to donate to help us uh we would greatly appreciate it again you can find that in the description of every episode that we you listen to and sam another podcast news that i kind of want to get to because this was a little bit funny is Chris Baker uh, retweeted us on Twitter. If you remember this, uh, he's the one that runs Cardiac Kane, I believe. I don't know for sure. He's at least an editor, I believe. But uh, he said, uh, he, he retweeted us about us saying, everyone knows that Cardiac Kane is a joke. And Chris Baker says, well, it baffles me about these guys. He's mentioning us. Is that they're miffed. I let them out of an article about Kane Podcast, where I essentially fireballed a bunch of people. Thing is, they didn't even show up when I Googled Kane's podcasts. Oh, well. Sam, this thing between us and Cardiac Kane, a little bit funny. And I just want to clarify this, okay? This is Sam Driscoll that usually makes the tweets. When I make a tweet, I always put SW, or at least I try to put SW at the end of all my tweets. Yeah. Um, so it's funny the dude thinks that he lives rent-free in our heads. I honestly forgot that that article existed. I just think that Cardi is trash. But obviously we live rent-free in his head, which is kind of funny. 
I completely forgot about the article. My my only thing when I saw that is I'm just like, okay, you search up Hurricanes podcast. Um, I mean, if you search that on Google, I mean, it, to me, I'm just like, once you have more of a success, if you did that on like Apple podcast or Spotify, that's that's <laughs> my thing. Look, I don't care. I think Cardiac Kane's right. garbage. They know they're garbage. They're probably going to listen to this and go absolute batshit on us again because they're pathetic. <laughs> but, you know, it's whatever. Um, I think it's kind of funny, to be honest with you. Chris Baker doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know a single thing about hockey. None of them do over there. So it's just about... They, you know, they only ha they have their following because they have their following. Most people realize they're a waste of breathable air. Um, so, well, what's funny is whenever there's a feud between us, and usually that is you, um, specifically, is that we kind of gain the public perception, like we gain followers from this, which I is know, funny. So cardiac cane i know you're listening because you can't help yourselves um keep keep on keeping on man keep on keeping on keep making us more popular because we're picking off people who have a brain who listen and read your crap so you know they want something that makes sense because we talked about it in an honest honest uh perspective and um you know to, at least yeah we'll give our opinions and uh, try and talk through things logically, which they don't do <laughs> at all. So, you know, keep on keeping on, Cardiac Kane. We love you. You're hysterical. Um, anytime you tweet at us or do whatever, you make us laugh. You make us grow. And um, it's funny getting fun getting under your skin and knowing we live rent-free right up in your noggins. So keep on keeping on, Cardiac Kane. And, and remember... Um, I put SW at the end of my tweets to different to differentiate us between the two. So there's also that too. <laughs> but I, I just found out that that was a little bit uh funny. So that's kind of all for podcast news. Um oh and a little bit of a heads up to the next episode. Um I'll be doing that um alone because Sam, you're gonna be busy on Sunday. So um, that is completely fine. You guys will be uh, listening to me. What a great joy you guys will be having in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the next piece of news, we're good on to NHL news now. Um, Sam, a big trade has happened, and that is Chris Tanev. It uh, seems like he was a player that was going to be traded out of Calgary, and it seems like Dallas is the one. That, that gets surprised him. me a little. I thought Toronto would end up getting him. I thought Toronto needed him more than Dallas. So that's interesting to me. Yes, it is. And it was a three-way trade. Calgary gets Artem Lushnikov mm -hmm. from Dallas along with a second-round pick and a conditional third only if Dallas advances to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Dallas obviously gets Chris Tanev, uh, which is – retained 50% from both new from actually actually from New Jersey and New Jersey retains 50%. They get a fourth round pick from Dallas 
in order to make the cap work. Uh, so that's a very, very interesting trade. Uh, Here's another thing. These. Here, here's something else that's that's breaking news. Uh oh. Ilya Lavushkin pulled from the Ducks lineup tonight. Is Anaheim involved in trade talks? Hearing the Maple Leafs, one of the teams in those talks with the Ducks. Makes sense because uh, Toronto really needs defense, and I believe Mark Giordano got hurt tonight. So. As another uh, essential blue liner, I think that Toronto is probably maybe going to miss for some time. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure Toronto will be interesting, as always, at the deadline. Oh, yeah, they usually are. Um, the next uh, piece of news, Sam, and I just want to touch on this for a little bit. Uh, we're going to go out to Winnipeg. And it seems like Winnipeg Jets, they have seen a huge drop of season ticket numbers by more than 25%. Now, Gary Bettman uh, released a statement on this recently. He says that he has faith in Winnipeg. Does that shock me? No, considering he has defended Arizona for a very long time. So, doesn't surprise me. What are your thoughts there, Sam? I don't think I think it's a bunch of nothing. I think I think one Winnipeg's having a very good season, so I think that's going to change. And two, um, I just don't think they're going to move a Canadian market out, so I think it's irrelevant. And, and I I do agree with you. They're doing very well, and obviously we're versing Winnipeg on Saturday. But, I mean, this is a very good team. It, it, a little bit surprises me that there's a huge drop in um, the STMs. There was just so much turmoil, I think, in the last couple of seasons where I think this was expected. They weren't expected to be good this season. So, you know, it is what it is. But we'll see what happens in Winnipeg. I, I think it's all going to turn out fine. Yeah. And uh, – you did remind me, I mean, there was a lot of circulation before Mark Shifley got extended, along with Connor Hellebuck before he got extended. So so hopefully after those two players maybe got extended, maybe you'll see um, season ticket members, uh, the rate of that go up. So um, Winnipeg, I think they're a great team. Honestly, um, I think... Uh, having their season ticket numbers go up, uh, I mean, it needs to go up, but I think it will because I do think it's a promising market. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, Winnipeg's going to be fine. They're, they'll go up as they get better. It's just like any market. If you're absolute trash, your attendance goes down. If you're having a lot of turmoil and it's very public turmoil, your attendance goes down. So Arizona. Yeah, I mean, well, Arizona's selling that arena out. So hey, granted, it's not an NHL arena right now, but you know, they're doing their thing. Um, but Gary Bettman doesn't like failures and he's had one in Atlanta. And just, I don't think, I don't see him allowing another franchise to leave. He wants expansions, not relocations. Yes. I completely agree with you on that when it comes to Bettman. Uh, so now we're going to get to uh, some hurricanes news here and Sam, um, uh, one thing I want to talk about before we get to the huge thing that happened tonight. Um, I thought the uh, season ticket member event was pretty cool. Um, when 
that we went to against Minnesota. What are your thoughts on that? I think it was a good pilot. Obviously, it's a preparation for the playoffs, like mm-hmm. Shane Willis said. If you were there, you heard. It's a pilot. It's to kind of see what happens. See if it's successful. I think it was successful. A lot of season ticket members showed out. So I think you'll probably be able to fill that lower bowl if you open it up to everybody else as well. So, which is probably what they'll do for the playoffs. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So was that to like the full season ticket members? Or yes. All of them. Season ticket members that are not pure hockey, I believe. So I think it was a full season ticket member event. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I thought, I mean, listen, I thought it was very successful, too. Obviously, when Shane Willis came out the first time, the whole, I mean, everybody was cheering for Shane. And he's awesome. I love Shane. I have no complaints. He's a great guy. And uh, I thought he did really good that night, too, kind of hosting the uh, STM event against Minnesota. And it was, and I mean, obviously, it's going to be great when you win the game in the first place. So Very true. Yes. Uh, so now we're going to get to the big news, Sam. And you know who, who I'm talking about. Elliot Friedman reported that Vancouver and Elias Peterson – resumed negotiations after trade talks with the Hurricanes on Patterson. Sam, this is huge. I really do. Uh, One thing I'm going to point out, I think this indicates that Carolina is wanting to make a huge splash before a trade deadline ends. And uh, the other thing is that they know they need a huge offensive player, and I think they've known that for some time. Because if you look at the timeline through it, we try to get Timo Meyer, and we also try to get uh, Matthew Kachuk. So, Canes have been trying to pull off a big trade. Yep. And it seems like their sides are on Elias Pedersen. And Sam, you said you had some news from uh, about the offer, po- possibly, of what we gave Vancouver. So, David Pegnota mentioned... Natchez and KK. Um, I saw another thing posted on Instagram from Hurricanes Report um, saying it was a substantial offer, but does not did not include Ajo. So you know who knows what that could have been. Um, I'm sure Natchez was part of it. Uh, maybe KK could have been um, Nikishin, but it sounds like we offered a very sizable package to acquire Elias Pettersson. Um, I believe he's probably one of the only players that could be potentially available that would be worth a Nikishin being part of that deal. Um, but officially, it was not Aho, and it was probably Natchez and KK as part of it. But it seriously made Vancouver think and forced them to truly reopen negotiations with Pedersen's camp. So uh, it was close. It doesn't sound like this was just a, hey, are you interested? It was a a serious, seriously big offer that we gave them that really made Vancouver think. So Carolina is truly going out there to make a hockey trade that they feel makes this team better. So in my opinion, teams to look at would be Anaheim with Trevor Zegris, Pittsburgh with Jake Ensel, I think are two teams for Carolina to really truly look at here because it's going to be a hockey trade. Maybe Ottawa with Brady Kachuk. Again, these are players who've been mentioned briefly on different parts of the interweb that their teams might be willing to move them. 
if that is the case, these are hockey trades. Brady Kachuk would be a hockey trade. Trevor Zegers would be a hockey trade. And Jake Gensel, even though he's on an expiring contract, would be a hockey trade. And Carolina would extend him if they trade for him. So there are there are instances right now where Carolina, there are players with term that have been brought up and mentioned, which would be considered a hockey trade. So Carolina is in the market, does not appear they're in the market for a rental. Rentals I see they could possibly get, though, at the cheap um, or at a good price, possibly Tarasenko. I think he would be an affordable offer. Um, he would want to come here. He would have to want to come here, though. He's got a full no movement clause, I believe. Um, another players out there, Vetrano, Bukestad, uh, uh, Pittsburgh, I think, has a couple players we've been linked to. So there are definitely some options out there for Carolina. Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner, yep, yep. So there are options. Adam Henrique out there that would be considered rentals that might, Carolina might be able to grab that aren't really considered rental, you know, that aren't really going to be caused a high price because when Carolina grabs a rental, they didn't pay a lot. So – you know, it's interesting. It looks like Carolina is interested in making a very big deal, very big slash, splash to the point where there are players on their minds that aren't um, non-tradables. So it sounds like Ajo was the only thing people confirmed was not part of it. So that's interesting to me. So obviously Carolina is willing to trade and make a very big deal. So again, I think players should look at if I were to guess, this is not insider information. This is just me making an educated guess. Would be Trevor Zegers, um, Brady Kachuk, and um, Jake Ansel. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty much the market out there. And I mean, it's interesting when Pedersen's name come up because I mean, he, he he's he's at the top of that bunch right there, and you really wonder why are the Hurricanes trying to give up? Um, when you first told me about uh, the thing with them excluding Ajo from the trade, I mean, I'm probably overthinking this a little bit, to be honest, but, I mean, would would Carolina go so far as to include Sveshnikov in that? Again, I'm probably overthinking this. It, it, you never know. Again, it just it wasn't Aho. I do believe Natchez makes sense. I could see Jarvis. I think that makes sense. I don't feel like they would go with Svetch. I think Jarvis, Natchez, and KK make the most sense of the younger guys on the roster. They want some young players. Um, Nikishin, I think, makes sense. Morrow makes sense. First round picks make sense. Um, would you would you trade Nikishin? He was considered yeah. one of the top yeah. prospects yep. in the NHL yep. for Patterson. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because Patterson's just that good. Yeah, There's I think very, I would too. There are very honest, few few instances where I would trade Nikishin. Patterson and Kachuk, I think, are two where I would make that deal. But I think that's about it. I wouldn't use him in a Gensel trade. I would try to make that a rostered swap. Yeah. And I think the better question is, is if the Canes did make a trade that involved Nikishin going to Vancouver for Patterson. I think the question is, are you fine with that? And yes, I'd be fine with that because the Hurricanes are actually trying to win the Stanley Cup. And I and Sam, to me, that really is an encouraging sign because, I mean, yeah, the Hurricanes have been into some rumors, but this was like an official, very official rumor. And it makes me optimistic a little bit to see if they're going to go kind of all in, but... 
all in in terms of making an actual hockey trade, not a rental trade. And I'm okay with that. I think if you can make a hockey trade that makes you better and shores up a part where you're weak, I mean, I think Natchez for Gensel makes sense in a lot of ways, right? You have a lot of speed and a lot of young guys. You don't really have a goal score. Gensel provides that. Yes, you lose a talented, speedy, skilled player, but Natchez isn't necessarily your goal-scoring finisher, right? He drives up in the playoffs. Gensel is a guy who can put the puck in the back of the net. So that's something you need. So does that make sense? Yeah. Again, take a look at 0506, right? Mm-hmm. Carolina probably traded a player who was significantly better and acquired, I think it was Kevin Adams and um well, I can't remember the other player, but they got they got two players who wouldn't be considered better, but they filled needs, right? That's what Jim Rutherford did. You want to go in and you want to get players that fill needs. Or you might be like, oh, well, Natchez is more skilled. Well, he might be a little bit faster and a little bit more of a stick handler. But Gensel, again, is going to put the puck in the back of the net. Yes. So it fills a need. And it's okay to to get players that fill needs. Yes. And to be honest, I mean, Natchez is playing. If we're going to trade him, he's he's playing great right now. It's going to be hard seeing him go by. I am going to like the reward that we get back from Natchez um, at the same time because Natchez, right now, I think he is probably the most consistent top six forward right now. Um, He's been playing very well, I think. He's also going to fetch a very, very high price. So if you move him, you're getting a lot back. Yes, you are. Um, Which is why I think we – it's reasonable to think that we have been in talks with Pedersen. So we'll see how that goes. And that's pretty much it for Hurricanes news. Now we're going to get to the two wins against both Minnesota and Columbus. But before we do, let's get to our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 24. All rights reserved. Okay, Sam, we had a... We're going to have a fun episode here because we won both games. First game, Minnesota. Uh, this was a bit of an adventure, I thought, uh, because I didn't think Carolina got going, to me, honestly, until probably the third period of this game. Yes. 
and both goaltenders played very good. Oh yeah, very, they very did. good. And that and Car- the reason why we won is because Kochetkov was just a little bit better than Gustafson. Yes, and we also got some luck because thank you, Nathan's face, for helping us win that game. Yeah, yeah, you gotta gotta kind of ask Justin Williams about how that feels, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember that goal too. That's just that's really funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean Minnesota they start the scoring. It's Connor Dewar scoring, uh, but then you have Stahl scoring. Um, I think it was a, it might have been a few minutes after. Uh, from Marduk and Slavin, and that was a pretty good goal as a backhand, and Stahl was able to score. Um, again, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with what Adam says, and the fact that you need to score, but your purpose isn't really scoring. When it comes to Stahl, your purpose is to be more of that shutdown forward. Yeah, you do need to score every now and then. So good for Stahl. Yeah, good for Stahl. Good for um, uh, you know, getting out there and and grinding and getting points. That's what you want to see from your captain when you desperately need it. And Carolina is a desperate need of offense. Yeah, so they 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 definitely are, um, especially when I mean, even in well, I I would say probably one of the main differences between Columbus and Pittsburgh. We'll get to Columbus here in a few minutes, but. I think one of the main differences in the Columbus game is that I actually thought our top guys, Teravine and Ajo's Fetch, were really good, actually. Um, Minnesota game, probably not too much. But uh, obviously, one thing I do want to point out, Sam, and I know you pointed this out to me after that first period because Minnesota was up 2-1. to one. I mean, both of those Minnesota goals, if you look at it, Brett Pesci had a tough period there. Yep. He had a really tough period. I think he's had an off season. A lot of it probably stemming from him getting a, needing a contract. Yeah, and I mean Minnesota. I mean they proved that they were a very fast, desperate team, and they and they they need to be obviously. But the Hurricanes also have their mission in trying to win too, and uh, fortunately we did succeed. But uh, first period, even though I thought they were decent, I I mean. Carolina could probably had a better first period. Now the second period, Sam, I thought this was when like Minnesota uh, really kept us to the outside. Like we didn't get any offensive production in the second period. Yeah, but I mean, neither did Minnesota really. I mean, Carolina. I mean, it was a defensive snooze fest. Yeah, it was. And I'm um, okay with that as long as we don't give anything up. Yeah. Now, fortunately, Svechnikov, he scores from Jarvis and Stahl. Funny enough, I mean, even though he scores, I mean, when you look at that goal, he whiffs on the puck. But it goes in, five-hole. Good for Svech, though. Yes. It's a goal. He needed something like that as well. Yes, he did. Even though I didn't think he played the best game against Minnesota, uh, he, he did get a goal to tie it, which is really good. And then Sam in the third period, it's Nathan's face scoring um, from Drury and Teravinen. And I believe that was right. It wasn't the power play goal, but it was right after the power play expired. And I do agree with Tripp. The power play continues until you get a stoppage 
um, on the ice. Yes. And definitely continued there. Yep, and that's what you want to see. If you're, you know, if you're a Hurricanes guy, but if you're wild, that's a, you know, bad thing. But, yeah, it always does. It's always how it is because you're still repping. You're still going. Got them pinned in, and that's what happens. Yes, and I actually thought their first power play was really good, too. They did, I mean, they did everything but score. Both power plays, I thought, were great against Minnesota. They just couldn't score. <laughs> yeah. But eventually, Nason did score on the extended power play. That's, lot, that's yeah. what I would like to call it. I mean, Carolina's power play has been extremely good. It, really, at the end of the day, as long as it creates momentum, that's what matters. Uh, yes, definitely. I, I do agree with you there. So, yeah, Carolina wins 3-2 against Minnesota. And the Columbus game we will now officially get to. Uh, Sam, um, th this was a game where I thought Carolina really started to get going in the second period. I thought um, first period, I mean, you didn't get to see much of the first period, did you? Uh, tonight, no, I did not because I was stuck at the uh, T-Mobile store. I was trying to get my phone switched over at to T-Mobile, and I went grocery shopping. So, yeah, I missed about the first really half of the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, good news for you, there was no scoring in that first period. And honestly, not a lot of – I mean, I, th I thought Carolina had chances. And to me, this to me showed, even though I thought Carolina was good, it also showed just – Kind of how bad Columbus is defensively right now. Like defensively, they're they're a mess. Um, I thought their goalie was actually uh, pretty solid. T Tarasov, I I thought, especially in that third period. But in the second period, Tim, it's Teravainen. He scores. Then after that, Natchez scores. But it turns out uh, Columbus was going to challenge, and when every team challenges for an offside, you know it's going to come back, Sam. Yeah, sadly. Yes. Uh, but Carolina does score again. It is Ajo scoring from Shea and Pesci. So that that's great right there. Now you have a little bit of a scare in Cole Sillinger. I thought that was a to me, to me, I thought both goals were kind of a uh defensive uh breakdown. I thought. I don't really blame Spencer Martin. No, and they were also nice shots. They were nice shots. But yeah, Cole Sillinger, he scores. He makes it two to one. Again, defensive breakdown. I believe it was like a two or three on one. He scores. That was a nice shot. And Cole Sillinger, I thought, played amazing. He drew to like three yeah. hurricane players, I believe, in the third or second period. Yep. So, I mean, he was on fire. And then, Sam, what was really nice is Brady Shea, he obviously takes a penalty, goes to the box. But as he's coming out, we pass the putt to him, and he just puts that puck into the net. And he doesn't even shoot it. He pokes at it. <laughs> yeah. Which, which to me just shows how good Brady Shea can be. Shea's a very good guy, very good player. Very good player, and he proved it again tonight. He continues to prove how good he is and why he should be extended. Yes, I, I completely agree. I think Brady Shea is more of a a defenseman that Brenmore kind of wants instead of Brett Pesci, mainly because I think the difference there is the skating ability. Shea has superb skating ability, and he can score. He can play defense. 
to me, he's truly, I think, the best all-around defenseman that this team has, absolutely. in my opinion. Absolutely. Right now, absolutely. So, of course, that's, again, that's my opinion. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue maybe Brent Burns maybe a little bit. But nah, Burns is falling off this year. Burns, Burns' offense has a little bit fallen off, but his defense is still pretty good at times, even though he needs to know when to pinch. That's at times, too. That's why I've noticed with Burns. Um, but, I mean, what's great is KK get, is the one that passes that to Shea, so he gets a point. Again, you're hoping KK can get going. You're yes. just hoping. Unless you're replacing him, you got to hope so. He has to. Yes, he really does have to, especially if you're not going to trade him. He is, to me, essential, just like every other player is, in, in trying to get this team to win the Stanley Cup. Because as much as I'd love to win the division, Sam, I mean, all of us, I mean, even if you're a casual fan of the Hurricanes, you know, that's not what Brendan Barr wants is to win a division. He wants to win the Stanley Cup. Absolutely. That's all that matters. Yeah, it really is. That That is all that matters. And to be honest, I think the way the playoff structure is going to be, I am, I honestly want to stick at being second. <laughs> I do. Yeah, as of right now, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I really wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, in the third period, do you have uh, Nylander scoring from Columbus? Again, I don't really, I don't blame our goalie there because I, I believe what I believe it was tipped, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I believe. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, but it was like right under the uh, top bar there, and and that gave us a little bit of a scare. And one thing I'm going to say this, Sam, Columbus made a bold move in pulling their goalie with three minutes left, and it almost worked out for them. It almost worked out, but I was getting frustrated because we had so many chances to score on the empty net. Like, I wanted Svetch to get his 300th point tonight, and he could have. Yeah, I know, and so could Martin. Martin almost scored, too. Yeah, Martin scored. Like, I mean, we had chances. I'm like, I mean, come on, guys. If you could just work a little bit harder, I think you could – I mean, this is a Columbus team that's dead last. Like, you can outwork this team. But they did. They did put the puck in the empty net. That is the most important thing. But I was getting a little bit frustrated there. Uh, but it's Seth Jarvis. He scores from Martin Hook and Pesci. And that ends the game 4-2. to two. A great win. A win that you I, I thought needed because if you look on paper – Hurricanes are clearly the the better team against Columbus. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, obviously, there is life. There is the IE test. There are yeah. going to be those teams at the bottom that just play spoiler alert. Yeah, that's that's part of reality. But uh, we, we prevented them from playing spoiler alert, and we won. So, that's very good. And uh, that is pretty much it for this episode. Two great wins, Sam. On the road, we come back to Raleigh Saturday. Yeah, just one game. Yes, so I will see you guys Monday. 
Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time. Thank you.